Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Did anybody miss me? I missed doing these. I've just been so busy with work and just trying to balance everything. You know, like being 26, I'm trying to make everything make sense. Trying to figure out career shit, friendship shit, relationship shit, finance shit, housing shit. So I'm like... (laughs) It's hard to find time to just take a breath and just be able to, like, talk about the things that I feel and events of my life. I'm just like, ugh, let's, let's just skip that part. But I do find podcasting to be very, like, healing. So, yeah, it's just been a lot going on with me, um, a lot of new stresses and stuff. So if I sound a little bummed, that's why. But, yeah, I thought maybe if I just filmed one of these that I would start to get more used to being in the swing of things. Um, It's very, like, it can be hard for me when I'm not feeling the greatest to want to, like, put myself out there on social media. But I feel like, you know, we're in that, we're in 2022. Like, we're, we're in a very, like, authentic, what is it, like, just uh, time, you know? It's cool to be raw and unfiltered oh god okay anyway (laughs) so i wrote some points down so i did turn 26 you know i appreciate all the birthday messages that i got they just it was the best it was the best part was just being able to spend time with people who care about me and yeah it was honestly my favorite part like i went and did a couple things but my favorite part was just to be around a lot of good people that care about me and were, you know, just excited to see what I wanted to do, what I was going to do next. And um, I feel old, like 26, ah, it just feels very, like 25, okay, I still felt like I had, I was like a kid. 26 though, just saying that, I'm like, oh my god, like, I've got to get it together. Um, Resolutions, as far as the New Year's went, and just being 26, I think... Um, I mean, let me think. What what were my resolutions? I think just getting my shit together <laughs> and um, really just uh, accomplishing a lot of the bigger goals that I've had in life, like going ahead and just taking the actions to go ahead and, and accomplish those bigger goals. And, you know, um, mostly just allowing myself to heal and no longer holding on to things that don't serve me or bring me any kind of like sadness or anxiety. Like I pretty much am at a place now where I can um, let go of those things because I realize that they're not doing anything for me anymore. And even though that at a point in my life, they actually might've been protecting me genuinely. It's like now that I'm here and the circumstances I'm in now, it's like, I literally don't need to do that anymore. It's not it's not helping anymore. It's not protecting me anymore. It's actually hurting me. So I think I'm in a good place with that. I've been doing a lot of shadow work, seeing a lot of things about like shadow self on social media and doing a lot of shadow work in terms of just coming to terms with the more negative, like the anxiety that I face and the um, the, the, the communication issues, stuff like that, trust issues that I have. I'm learning to to come to terms with them and really like accept them and just take them on for what they are and just learning to be a lot nicer to myself because 
it's really easy for me to self-loathe and just fall into a um, somewhat darker space. And I just am trying, I feel like I'm succeeding at just being able to treat myself like I would treat anybody else, which is actually pretty decent. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I, you know, I just want to be the best version of myself that I can be always. It's always really been something since I was a teenager that I thought about, you know, just how could I improve on my happiness, my mental state, my emotional state, like, how can I be, do, think, feel better? And, you know, that's a huge part of where I'm at right now. I would love to get to a place where I'm just like, oh, I'm here. This, this, here she is. And, and kind of unlike that, but I think I'm always striving to be healthier and more, you know, creative and more um, sufficient, just things like that. Like, I feel like I'm always thinking of ways to feel better and to sort of be kind of like a leader and to kind of be more open. Like there's just always something in the back of my head that I'm like wanting to, you know, accomplish, I guess. It doesn't really feel like the right word. It's more just, it brings me a lot of peace and a lot of joy to be able to do that. So I really enjoy that you know, side of, I guess, spirituality and stuff like that. Um, I don't, I was, I was kind of like, as a kid, I didn't really think about this stuff at all, which is crazy to me. It wasn't until I was like 16 that I started to think about stuff like that. As a kid, nah, I was just, you know, I was in a big family. I had um, two brothers and three sisters then my mom and my dad and then me we all lived in a house and it was uh it was it, it was pretty chaotic like a lot of arguments <laughs> a lot of parental arguments um just picking sides like hmm i just remember picking sides a lot and just thinking about like well if my dad would have said this then my mom wouldn't have reacted like this but if my mom said this then maybe like <laughs> So I was always very analytical. I was always like trying to figure things out when I was a kid, like people's emotions and like trigger, like just like weird shit, like trying to understand like why people reacted the way they did, even as a young, young kid. So and I don't really remember too much stuff with like my parents otherwise, (laughs) like I don't really have a lot of childhood memories with them. I have a few, but I feel like when I think about my past and my childhood, my first thought goes to like my brothers and sisters and just the fun times that we would have and like yeah, and like we would just play games, play video games, you know, do art like so those are all my but but it was hard. It was hard like being in such a big family cuz I always felt like a little bit different um more emotional for sure and things didn't seem to like affect my brothers and sisters the way I felt like they were like affecting me you know I always felt like you know 
something was wrong or like I was just too emotional to like I I just was broken and I yeah we weren't it wasn't a very like emotional like household at all it was pretty you know no one really cried things like that not that I got to see um so yeah me I was like try I had a lot of just anxiety before I even knew what anxiety was I was always like questioning things trying to figure shit out and like yeah I was just kind of I didn't really care at all like I still have kind of that personality where I don't really care but like even as a kid I was like (laughs) just going to school like yeah I don't give a fuck (laughs) like not even in a bad way like I did care but like my overall aura and energy I think back to it I'm like oh my god (laughs) that's kind of cool (laughs) one second guys okay sorry um, so yeah, I think I always just kind of felt like, like that and just like, uh, honestly a little bit like emotionally, like nobody was there, like they were there and they, yeah, they were there, but it just felt like there was always a piece of me that I felt like nobody in my family, like could be there for, if that makes sense. Um, so that was the only hard part was just feeling like there's just a lot of us and our parents are going through their own thing and it's like there's just not a lot of time for understanding me as a person in in moments I felt like so that was that was difficult um and it definitely shaped me into the person that I am now because I think I've just learned how to be an individual and how to be self-sufficient and I have a craving to just be able to take care of myself. I think most people do. I've just seen a couple of people like on social media who like literally don't care like if somebody else like for the rest of their life if they just get things handed to them like I feel like I'm at a place where it's like no like I want to work for my own shit like I want to have my own things and my own stability because I've felt what it feels like to not, and I just don't want to feel that uh, any longer than I have to. I'm not perfect now, but I just, I strive for that to be able to um, bring myself a lot of stability and peace in every facet, emotionally, you know, financially, whatever, like every facet of my life. Um, And, you know, does that make me probably kind of um a tough cookie to like in like relationships and love maybe probably yes yeah we're gonna go with probably yes final answer (laughs) anyway okay you know me i write notes so i gotta i gotta like do my little checklist here to make sure i am covering things that i wanted to cover Okay, so speaking of romantic relationships, okay, so I've been I've been thinking a lot about this. It's 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 really funny how girls will go to other girls right for dating advice, and then guys will go to other guys for advice on girls, and I'm just feeling like you know specifically on social media specifically on social media um or maybe just in general but i just feel like there's this overwhelming sense of like guys that think like girls want this this and that and there's an overwhelming sense of uh girls that think that guys want this this and this like 
guys want you to play it cool and guys want you to like not really be too like clingy and like guys want you to be like you know very sexual i mean maybe that's true probably but like guys want you to look this way and like i don't know and then i feel like then you talk ah how do i explain this like I just feel like a lot of the advice I see just floating around is just not helpful at all and not actually conducive to an actual relationship. I mean, I'm the last person who should be talking about this, but I just feel like, oh, well, if a, if he wanted to, he would, which is true. It's probably true, but it's just so it's so aggressive and it's just like, Oh, ladies, if he does this, drop him, leave him, leave him in the dust, like, don't talk to him, and then he'll come back, like, blah, blah, blah. It's just the advice I feel like is not actually any way, shape, or form true or helpful. I feel like you should be vulnerable, and you should speak your piece, and you should have, you should be able to speak up and have opinions and, you know, dress how you want and at the end of the day, like, I just feel like you shouldn't try to be so stern, maybe. Like, you shouldn't always be like, the answer is to drop him. And you shouldn't always, which, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i saying this from a place of learning this. Um, it's just, I just feel like you don't have to be like that. You don't have to be like... Oh, he didn't text me back. Oh, fuck him. I'm going to show him. Like, it really, it's not going to do anything. Like, it's not going to do anything. You should just be vulnerable. You should just be yourself and, and, and express how you feel. And that's all you can do. There's really no control in love past that. There's really no... I don't know. I feel like you should just be yourself and be open and even if you are emotional as a person you shouldn't hide I feel like a lot of girls say that too like don't like don't show him that and it's like I think you should be whoever you want to attract so if you want to attract someone who is able to be vulnerable and you know speak up then that's that's who you have to be like um with every person that you come in contact with um that's just my two cents on that um so and also since we're talking about dating uh shout out ramses uh he told me i should talk about soft boys (laughs) soft boys So my definition of I should have Googled it. I should have done uh, any research before I started to um, make this. But my definition of a soft boy is just um, a boy who is very like probably a player. He's probably a player, right? Okay. And he probably has tattoos, probably has brown hair. It's like just maybe it's blonde, but it's like fluffy and (laughs) they dress really cute like you really want to borrow their clothes like you want to borrow every like crew necks crew neck sweater they have okay lots of hats um (laughs) uh i would say it's someone who's probably in tune with like art music something like that um 
yeah, and they're just, and they're just, overall, they're just sweet, they're just sweet, you know, um, and so, yeah, that's my definition of a soft boy, honestly, Kiana sounds like I was describing myself, (laughs) just kidding, I am not a player, um, yeah, I really, I, I, I'm kind of, I kind of lean towards, more often than not, um, guys who are a little bit more on the feminine side, I love it, um, I just, I like a guy who can be in touch with his feminine side, you know, like, be in touch with self-care, um, style, um, maybe, like, slower music as well, like, not just, like, rap every day, which, I mean, I love rap, but, like, every day time maybe they listen to like a variety of music um all kinds of genres I like I like that um yeah just a little romantic like I just like guys who are in touch with their feminine side and then there's like a whole even further s- spectrum where I feel like there's guys who like paint their nails and there's guys who like you know uh I don't even know wear skirts or something I don't know but which is which is dope. My only issue is that sometimes I see guys um do that that aren't it it's hard for me because sometimes when I see like painted nails and things like that, I would be like, "Okay, this person actually it um understands gender norms and inequality when it comes to that kind of thing and they they're probably pro LGBTQ community, but I've realized recently I've seen a lot of guys or I've seen, I won't say a lot. That's a lie. You know, I've seen guys who will do that stuff. Like they'll paint their nails, they'll wear like girlier things and then they'll like still be like homophobic. And it's like, bruh, (laughs) like to me, that was like a symbol of like solidarity brother. And now it's just like, you never know. You never know. Like, some people are just using it because it's cool now, and they're just, like, using it to get girls, and it's like, that's so fucking lame. That is so lame. So, yeah. <laughs> if you're like that, I don't know, man. Just stop being homophobic. Like, that, that's, that's it. That's all. That's my... Okay, we can just end the, we can end the podcast there. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> Yeah, dating dating is not dating is not easy for me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I had a guy I was talking to um, come over, and um, he, my mom walked out in her underwear <laughs> and proceeded to have a conversation with him. Um, I didn't know this until the next day, but this is the kind of shit that I that I that happens to me. Um, yeah, I had to tell somebody that, because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I had to tell somebody that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I think mm, I'm probably not the most, um, dateable <laughs> right now. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm just, like I said, I've been, been working, and something I realized, um, in working is just... I don't know, man. I really feel like I have a lot of patience for other people. Um, once my patience, once once a lot of things have happened that I've sort of said something about and they just keep happening, keep happening, then I explode. Like, I am literally like that. But before that, I feel like I am really patient. Like, it doesn't matter. If if an 80-year-old woman comes into to work and starts talking to me about how she was like, 
I don't even know, dude, how she went to some concert when she was 21 and she flashed the fucking audience. I don't even know. I'll just be there, like, I'll be there actually engaged, like, listening. And, like, people need things. I'll be, I'm just, like, really thinking of how I could accommodate them when they're speaking or if they're belligerent or whatever. I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it's just, like, things don't really affect me until they do. But up, but before that point, I just feel like I am just so like in myself. I feel very calm and patient, and like I can just listen to people for a long period of time without actually getting annoyed or feeling annoyed. And I'm like, every time it happens, like t- what times it, it's like my patience is really being tested. I'm just like, dude, you- <laughs> why are you so calm right now? Oh man, yeah, I think <clears throat> I think you should just have as much patience as you can for others like not everybody always just because the person that you see in front of you isn't always who that person is you know because they could be going through something and they could be having major change in their life like they might be different you know two months down the line so it's like I don't know I don't always just judge people off of what they're what they show right in the moment I usually add some depth to people (laughs) and maybe not everyone deserves that and maybe I don't know I'm projecting or something but I tend to see the best in people maybe I don't know um anyway (laughs) my my fucking my segues are great (laughs) anyway (laughs) okay um uh, yeah, so yeah, speaking of work, I um, also see a lot of bands, you know, every week, and um, it's it's this in between at my work and online, I see these songwriters, songwriters, who um, basically tell these stories before they go into a song that they wrote, they like start to tell a story they'll be like so this song <laughs> like so this song is dedicated to a boy that broke my heart and honestly he probably deserves this whatever they just start singing or it'll be like this song is about a girl who was in a toxic relationship and fell in love with a squirrel <laughs> I just think that shit's kind of cringy, bro. Remind me to never, <laughs> ever explain a story or what the song's about because I just ugh. it was it was it's 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 a little cringy. I'm not gonna lie, and I I don't cringe often. I don't, <laughs> but yeah. I'm 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 gonna need that to stop. Just just sing the song. Just sing the song and let let the let the audience interpret it how they will. I think, mm, yeah, yeah. Maybe tell your story, but not not as an intro, <laughs> not as an intro paragraph before the intro of your actual song. I just mm, I'm not feeling that that way right now. Anyway, speaking of cringy art, though, I think <laughs> I think for the next podcast, I'm just going to do, like, a big poetry read. Like, just read some of my poems that I've written over the past, like, two years. Um, and, yeah, show you guys 
my poems because I mean I have a lot on social media but not even half of what I actually have in like my journals and stuff so yeah I thought it'd be cool if I just did like a maybe like a 30 minute or less poetry reading and showed you guys how deep and sensitive I am (laughs) anyway I'm gonna go this was an amazing episode because it helped me to work out some of these thoughts that I've been having in my head anyway for the past like two months so yeah I am gonna go and probably watch tv (laughs) uh yeah Have a good day. Have a good night. I love you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Bye.